Welcome to the Value Add Podcast, where we talk with various entrepreneurs, real estate professionals, and innovators who are aiming to add value to the world. I'm going to tell you this good stuff. All right, we can start. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Dude, how you doing, man? Awesome. It's been, been a while since actually seen your face. What, since what? It was a couple years ago when you were still in California? Yeah. Definitely. We, when we, I was, we went to the beach. Yeah, no, that. we did. No, we, we went to the beach that. and we went to a food hall, man. Um, but no, it was, was super great. great. And uh, that's what I say here. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, I got, I got Mike Zuniga here um, with Mike Zuniga films and uh, he's a wonderful guy. He's a content creator. He's a filmmaker. Um, he's just an all around fantastic individual that I think can add a lot of value to a lot of people's lives, especially in today's social media market where everybody can kind of build a brand, build a, build a presence and, and definitely build an online presence through his creativity and everything else. But Mike, um, I really want to ask, man, how, how did you get started in this whole world and what made you pick up a camera and start filming? All right. So interesting story. Cause this happened when, Part of it happened when we were still in college, like the turning yeah. point, but I'll get to that. Um, I would say I got started into filmmaking back in high school. I mean, before that, I always enjoyed making videos whenever there was like a class project that required you or it, it, they asked um, you to do either a video or write a paper. I was like, I'm doing a video, of course. <laughs> yeah. So... So that's what I did. Um, and over time, I mean, I did a couple of videos here and there, but played football and I was part of other clubs in high school. So that took up most of my time. So the video stuff went on the back burner. But when I got into college, um, got recruited to play football, played football my freshman year um, in college. And at the end of that year, I mean, luckily I was able to play a full season by the end of that year during spring conditioning, um, accidentally broke my leg in the middle of conditioning. Were, were you there yet? No, no, because I was a freshman. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I always thought you were there. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, you were always I mean, around. I'm in your life. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, a it was kind of like a freak accident. Um, one of my friends accidentally, uh, slid into my left leg, broke the tibia and fibula. And uh, I, I, I heard a snap. It was kind of funny because um, when we were, it was during spring conditioning. So all the other sports teams were out on campus yeah, or uh, not on campus, on the field on campus. Um, and they were all conditioning with the football team. Yeah. And when um, I heard a snap and I just sat down, I thought I tore a ligament. And I lifted my left leg up and then from the mid shin down just went like that, just flopped Ooh. to the left. No, thank you. And, and <laughs> yeah, no, thank, no, thank you. you. And, and I was like, well, I broke my leg and I was just looking around and everyone was just screaming and just running in all different directions. It was kind of funny looking back at it now, but it wasn't funny then. Uh, <laughs> I broke my leg. No, thank you. But, but anyways, yeah, during that, it was, this happened before summer yeah um so i was able to finish some of my finals and then during summer it was kind of kind of sucked because i was stuck on the couch um resting and letting my leg heal but during that time 
um, it was it was more of like a contemplation uh, moment because I I had to think about my future and what I wanted to really do for the rest of my life, what I wanted to pursue. And, you know, I was thinking, do, do I want to go with football? I could still go with football technically, or do I want to get a head start and pursue business? Cause I knew I always wanted to do something in business, yeah. whether it be marketing or management. I wasn't sure, but I knew I wanted to do that. So that summer, um, but I was, you know, still contemplating and thinking about it. I, uh, I was supposed to get a job that summer. Yeah. Um, but obviously that couldn't happen. No. So I decided to do the next best thing and that was eBay. So like flipping, did, like flipping products. Yes. Oh, so, for sure. so <laughs> this, this is like my first introduction to, you know, like those, uh, wholesale websites from China. Yeah. From the, like, yeah, yeah, like drop shipping kind of. Yeah, not, exactly. Yeah. Okay, exactly. Cool. Um, but I didn't even know that's what it was called then. But pretty much, I just brought, I bought like bracelets. I bought. Um, oh my, dude, you, you know, were like on ground zero of the whole drop shipping movement. Bro, yeah. And I didn't even know that was what it was. But I brought bracelets. I brought like wooden necklaces and things yeah. like that. Um, and then. I just started selling them on eBay, just flipping them. I bought them for like five bucks, sold them for like 13 bucks. And I, and I made like, you know, 300 bucks that summer, just sitting from my uh, couch. I was like, all right, you know, it's not bad. But the one thing during that time that kind of helped me see the power of video was uh, my, my parents, they, they bought me like this little Canon point and shoot, like this really yeah the little one like, like the snap yeah, kind of shot one of the first ones like the one of the first like digital cameras or are you talking yeah, about like a dslr the, not dslr it's it was uh it was digital but the yeah. you know like the ones where the the uh, lens zooms out or like yeah. comes out yeah uh -huh. those ones um it was like canon power shot uh, that's what it was and i was selling this one um this one necklace those wooden necklaces. I don't know if you remember those. Yeah. They were kind of like, I like the Puka shell necklace. No, but it was like wooden and it had like different pendants and whatever. But anyways, cool. yeah. um, I was trying to sell one for like, you know, 11 bucks and then it wasn't selling for like a week. And then I dropped the price down, still wasn't selling. And I decided, well, why don't I put a video on the listing? Because at this time in eBay, technically there wasn't any video um, category. Like, like, like you could upload any, a video. Like you could right, There was it. no place to technically upload a video. But yeah, it was only photos. You, you could. I, I was searching on the internet, and there was like a loophole that you could actually embed the video in the description somewhere. Yeah. So what I did was I shot like this whole like ad, like cool looking like lifestyle type thing for that uh pendant yeah. and i bumped up the price to like 13 14 bucks sold within a day it and literally so, just proves to you that with the right marketing you could sell anything yes yes i have to see if i still have those videos but um but that's when i thought to myself hmm there's something there with video and so after that uh i you know fast forward i came back to school started doing more videos for clubs and 
stuff like yeah. that. And um, actually back up a little bit. I came back after my leg healed and that season, I still wanted to help the football team um, and be part of that. So I offered, I asked coach, coach Thomas, yeah. um, Hey, can, uh, can I shoot some highlight videos for the team for all the home games? And he was like, sure. Uh, it was unbelievable. It. it was like division one video editing. Even <laughs> better. I think it was better, but that's besides oh, thanks, it. Dude. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, um, I just started to shoot a video for every single home game. I shot a highlight video and I mean, everyone liked them and I enjoyed doing it. So I started to do it for all the other clubs on campus. And eventually the uh, university hired me, the athletic department hired me to do um, all the highlight videos for majority of the teams on campus. So I did that. And that was the first time I kind of got paid to shoot videos technically. So um, what, during this process, when did you start upgrading your camera equipment? In terms of camera equipment, the, um, you can't see it behind me, but yeah. in one of my, um, one of my shelves, I had, uh, it was a Panasonic G6 and okay. it cost like 800 bucks. Um, I, I put in a majority of the money at that time. My parents put in probably like 200 bucks worth. It was like my birthday present. Yeah. And, um, and so with that, I just filmed with the kit lens. Kit lens meaning is the lens that comes with the camera. And majority yeah. of times, it's not the best of lenses, but you got to work with what you got. So okay. that's what I filmed with. Then I upgraded um, the second year uh, or the, for the second season um, to a Panasonic GH4. And that was like my go-to camera. Okay. And, that's, and that was what I was filming majority of the, the videos for while I was in college. and then after I graduated. But leading up to that, this is graduation day. I'm graduating. One of my friends told me, hey, there's a video internship position um, that's open for the Seattle Seahawks and you should apply. So I was like, all right, sure. And this was when I was heading back down with my parents. We were driving back down from Washington to um, California. Yeah. And I was applying at the same time. So in the middle of the trip, I got an email. Um, hey, uh, we would like to meet with you at our headquarters. Um, when would be the best time? So a day later, we got back home and I um, <laughs> booked a trip back to Seattle. Yeah. And in between this time, one of the requirements was for me to learn because I was used to editing with a certain, it was, uh, it was final cut and I was used to editing videos on that uh, platform. Okay. Right? Yeah. But they required that I learn how to edit videos that I need to edit videos using premiere pro because that's what they use. Right. Okay. Um, and I was like, all right, well, that's, that's cool. And they also said that were you like freaking out? You're like, God dang it! I gotta renew the. I gotta figure out a whole new software. Yes, yes because um, when I when I was there in the office, um, I needed to edit a highlight video under you know I don't know 45 minutes, 60 minutes, with random clips that they give me. And I was like, Whoa! Oh. Yeah. So what I did was from between that time of booking the flight 
to the time I um, got to the headquarters, I purchased Premiere Pro and then I just went over all the shortcuts, every single shortcuts. And I was just, um, you know, in between then and on the flight, I was just, you know, going through them on my computer, making sure I was just editing random clips, making sure I knew all the cuts and everything. And I got to the headquarters. It was great. Toward the facility, got to see all the players. They're bigger in person, which is interesting. Like they yeah. are human freaks of nature. There are two people in Huge. one. Huge. Two people in one. And it was cool because I got to see practice for a little bit. Um, That's so and I was standing next to them and all that. And at the end of that, um, I had to edit that video. And I was, I was pretty nervous, but they gave me random clips. And I knew I did pretty well. I finished in time and the, the sequence made sense. Um, and then that was it. So I flew back to uh, California and they said they would let me know if I would be the intern or, or not within a week. And then I got that call a week later and they said, um, unfortunately, you know, you weren't picked to be an intern. But how'd that make you feel? Yeah, what was going on? But with here's that? the thing between yeah. that week period, I was thinking there was a, it was a conflict within myself and I was thinking what are the pros and cons of doing the internship but also going my own route and starting my own video production business because that was something that was pulling at me very strongly during that time and so that decision that they made was it, it kind of solidified that decision for me and I was like all right they didn't pick me now I'm just going to go all in. Let's go. On writing my own video production business. Wait, so how old were you? I was 20, 21. 21. 21, about to be a, well, so you're about to be a junior or you're about to be a senior in college? No, I was a senior. Senior. Okay. That, wow. This so was this, literally this, this is when, like a couple weeks after graduation. A couple weeks, because yeah, you were a little bit younger. So a couple weeks after graduation, you tried it for the Seahawks thing, uh, Seattle thing, and then you're like, okay. This is this is make it or break it moment. I don't. You didn't have any. You weren't looking at any other jobs. You were all in on the Seattle deal, and then you're just like, screw it. They don't want me. Like I'm going to do this on my own. I I got full fledged faith that if I put yeah. the time and skills into this, like I can really make something out of this. Right. And I was thinking about the pros and cons of it. Like, if I become an intern uh, for the Seahawks, you got to think about what the end goal is, right? So, if I go with them, great experience with the Seahawks, great for the resume. But in reality, you know, it's probably going to take a um, few more years till I maybe get on full salary, um, maybe bump up to whatever position they have. On the other hand, if I run my own video production business, the, it's, it's endless. It's endless. Like the, the possibilities are endless. You're the show. You're, you're no the cap. show. Yeah, there's, no, there's no, no cap. cap. You're, you're building Mike. You aren't building the Seahawks. And right. totally but, but there's this whole thing of security, security of the Seahawks and the brand and having a stable income. And like, you're now an entrepreneur and you're a business right. owner. And it's not just about the video production business. Like if you don't make it, like it's all on you, you know? And right. Exactly. So, but do you were, but you moved back home, you're living at home, right? And your parents yeah. like helped you out a little bit or, or was it just Actually, like, Hey, no, you got to figure out how to pay rent. You got to figure out how to do all this stuff and go on. So yeah, so, what was that like? So let me backtrack just a tad because yeah. it, I forgot to mention a key factor. Um, after I broke my leg, 
uh, I, when I was in college, I was part of the um, business leadership program, which was, um, uh, how would I say this? It's like an elective major, I guess yeah. you, you can say for business that they have mm-hmm. at the university. And part of that was to get an internship. You had to get an internship. Um, and this wasn't the Seahawks internship. Um, and so I had to find a internship for my own for that summer for that credit in order to graduate. And I was asking friends of friends. I went on LinkedIn um, in the early days of LinkedIn. I just reached out to people. Hey, I reached out to companies, reached out to people, asked for advice. Yeah. Um, I really want to get, I I wanted to focus on marketing um, and getting that internship. Um, And I asked a a friend of a friend um, because my, my mom showed me uh, his name is uh, Nathan Wynn. And he himself is an entrepreneur, successful, um, running his own business. And he he had a story, you know, the Chicken Soup for the Soul books? Yeah. Yeah. So it was Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul. Um, huh. That was, that was, uh, that. Uh, that was they him. Have, they have different yeah. books, like Teenage uh, Chicken Soup for the Different Souls. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm for sure. For, for, for his, fun for fun the, facts. Fun yeah, facts. for teenage soul, and his story was in it. And um, my mom was like, "Oh, why don't you, you know, email him, ask him, um, because he lives in Orange County." Uh, and I said, "Okay, sure." I emailed him, uh, asking him, you know, would you be open for an internship? Um, gave him my spiel, and he emailed back 30 questions to a- to answer before our first meeting. <laughs> what was yeah. it, and it wasn't like hey what color is your hair how tall are no, you they were no. like what you, it's like what are your goals where do you see yourself in 10 years straight to the point i was like all right do you still have that checklist i kind of want that <laughs> i do i do actually i still save the email i, gotta um, check that. I still i still save the email and and so met with him great guy and at that point he's already sold this business but it was uh instrument retail online retail business e-commerce yeah pretty much so he was selling musical instruments online at that time um back when like you know google ads were like a few cents a click so, the dream the golden yeah. era the golden era <laughs> yeah i know right but he was showing me the simple things on like you know marketing on google google ads seo things like that yeah and um And that time, you know, as I was doing that internship, I went on a family vacation, shot a family, uh, shot a video of that family vacation, showed him. And he was like, hey, you got you got some nice videos there. Why don't you do some product videos for my products? And that's when I did more videos for him, built a relationship. He encouraged me to do more videos when I went back to college. Um, because mm-hmm. this was during my junior year, the summer leading into my junior year, okay. I believe. Um, and, and so he became my mentor. He's still my mentor to this day and a good friend. So, I, yeah. Dude, how does it feel? Because it's, I, I, I mean, I have a mentor. I think having a mentor puts you on a fast track system because they yeah. help educate you with their mistakes and their belief. And like, oh, well, if I was just starting over if i was you in today's day and age like this is what i would do based on everything i've seen this is the trajectory of where i see the fields going do you think that was instrumental 
for you. 100%. And, and the reason why is because I made it a point to build a relationship with him first and show him how I can add value to his business Yeah. before I ask for anything. And, so I, and you, I know in the big. Yeah. And I know in the beginning I asked for, you know, an internship because that's what I needed. But when, once I started working with him in his business and being an intern, I made sure to focus on how can I help you? How can I make your business better? I wasn't really looking for anything else, but just to learn. No, you were trying to add value and just like you, what you were getting out of it was just purely the experience and education side of things and saying like, Oh, this is how I could actually do this. Like this was the delayed gratification. Let me put in this work. I'll be your apprentice. And eventually like maybe I can get paid, maybe not, or eventually I'll have the skill set learning from you to go off and do my own thing and then really start building my brand and business. Right. And eventually, um, over the course of those next two years, we built a relationship. I told him I want to pursue video production. Yeah. And um, we went to business together and he provided that first investment for my camera and pieces of gear to get me started. And that was a big, how much was that now, but yeah, but how much was that? Because I know a lot of people, I don't know a lot about camera equipment. I don't think, 99% of the public really knows it besides, Oh, how much does an iPhone camera cost? Because it's a thousand bucks or whatever for an right, iPhone. Right. So how much was that to you or like the ballpark range? Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was included the camera, the lighting, um, stabilization gear, like gimbals and yeah. tripods around like 3000. That's, that's a lot yeah. for a young guy. It Especially is. Especially like it not is. knowing like comes- how you're going to come, how you're going to do this thing. Exactly. But when it comes to camera equipment, you know, um, that's, uh, you have to invest in quality gear. You can't cut corners when it comes to, um, camera equipment. And, but I didn't just ask for the camera equipment. I did the work prior to show how I can shoot video with Mm -hmm. just the camera I had. So showing that I can create good enough videos with the gear that I had. Um, and you know, him seeing that he's, I'm glad that he was able to see something in me that I was driven for this and I really want to do this. I had a passion for this and I'm thankful that he, um, provided that investment. And obviously that's paid off. It was paid off early in the, in the first couple months. Um, of me. that's huge. Yeah. But, but, but I also, I want to showcase you for a quick second because on Mike's, Instagram platforms and and a lot of other things that he does and posts online. He is so creative with how he get, he has a couple of tutorials, just how to shoot films and edit films with your smartphone and just kind of stuff like that. So I think something that's always been pretty cool about you is you've taken the resources around you with what you have and you're like, I'm going to make the best out of this and I'm going to be creative as possible to get through my editing, through my angles, through my timing, lighting, et cetera. And the people I got working with to make the best video as possible. So I just want to say that about you and how you're just a gung hustler and just who always tries to figure it out. It's almost like a, it's like a guerrilla marketing style in your own Mike Zuniga way, but you paid this guy off and you're now starting to upgrade into camera equipment. When, when was it that it was post Seattle Seahawks internship that you really went off on your own or, and you were still working with this guy while you were trying to do that internship and, uh, like how yeah. did that kind of relationship evolve? He's your mentor today, but you guys split, you guys like you, you split on your projects or are you still working together on projects, but you split up the fees? Like kind of, can you evolve on that relationship? 
Yeah. So I was majority owner of the business. Um, he just helped with the first upfront investment. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, over the time, you know, we just built a friendship. I filmed his wedding and, you know, we started doing more videos together, but you know, he, he was running his own business and doing his own thing. And I was focusing on my thing and it worked. Um, because you know, he, he, uh, I, I just went, I would go back to him and ask him, you know, for advice on business and things like that and yeah. call him whenever. Um, and to this day, we're, we're planning on working on future projects and um, things like that. Um, but during that time, and I know I backtracked a little bit, but that was an important good. key piece. It was, yeah. Yeah. So after I graduated um, and after the, the Seahawks thing, now I'm back in Southern California, right? I'm 21 years old thinking about, all right, how can I get started? How can, what's the first thing I can film to get, make a name for myself? I, I uh, first started shooting a, a few weddings, just simple weddings, just to get my feet wet. Um, I got into contact with a photographer. Um, he let me uh, go on with him and, and just for a small fee, uh, the couple didn't have a huge budget, but they let me in because I, I just wanted to get some experience. And uh, I filmed their wedding. And <laughs> one of the things I learned, um, because I was so used to filming highlight videos, you know. Oh, um, gosh. The, the, the audio, the, the audio, I, I it was not recording audio. I was just you're just going straight out of the camera no shotgun yeah mic yeah, yeah and uh that was a big mistake but the but the highlight looked great oh it was great it was so wonderful <laughs> but you know I, I learned a lot from that um so I got a question did you have to get like did you get paid to do that wedding I did I did but did so, you like give a refund or something because you didn't do the video right or it's like ah, I'm sorry I'm, I'm here to go they're they're like, like it's fine because they oh, okay. knew that I was just getting started and you know that's I, cool I, I made a mistake <laughs> but um I learned from that um for the later wedding videos I would do in the next couple of years but the one thing that I really knew I wanted to get in to start yeah was um finding a good base a good community Foundation. that I can get my name out to and that was my alma mater survive yeah so I did, I thought to myself, why don't I just do the same um, thing I did when I was at uh, university with the football team? Yeah. So I reached out because I played football at Survive. I reached out to them and um, to the coach and the, and the um, athletic department at that time. And I asked, hey, why don't I, I I'll, I'll do a highlight video for every single game for that season for free, nothing. Um, all I ask is just if I can put my name at the end of every single highlight video and they're like, sure, go for it. So I did that. The video started getting traction within the community. Um, within a month, the, uh, the admissions department asked me to make admissions videos for the school, which yeah. I did. Other business owners within the survey community asked me to create promotional videos for their business. Okay. And I just started expanding my list and then other schools within the, that community, um, like other private 
Catholic high schools within that community um, started reaching out to me and I started doing admissions videos for them. So I just started building my network from there. Um, and I just used the same steps I took when I was filming highlight videos for the, uh, for, for the football team at the university and did it for my alma mater. So in the, and then all this time you had your Mike Zuniga films website. Um, so you're building your portfolio and I feel like for somebody that's, and I call you an artist at the end of the day. Cause like, I think you oh, are in a way, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know how else I you consider know. myself. I, I think you're an artist. Sure. I, I do think. I don't know why a videographer would not be an ar artist. I mean, you call a filmmaker an artist, like for movies, you're the exact same thing, just in a different <laughs> way in a different world. Um, but you were using this to build your portfolio, but you were operating on a purely word of mouth basis. There was no, 100%. there was no social media ads run. There was no like Google ads run. No marketing. No envelopes. No cold calling and stuff no. like that. It was purely word of mouth. Purely so, word of mouth. So let me just say this. Your video skills had to be amazing because the only way people <laughs> get up from word of mouth is just you're amazing at what you do. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say that. Well, I was, I was, you know, I was thankful that, you know, honestly, even to this day, majority, like 80% is word of mouth. Like no, no. Wow. Marketing. Because that, I, but that keeps you busy enough. Like, do you want to do more? Yes. And we'll get to that and uh, yeah. like how I'm shifting and how yeah. kind of this whole situation that we're in with COVID and everything kind of helped that yeah. shift. But, um, but yeah, so I was doing that. I was just strengthening my base. And, um, but at the same time I was reaching out to, you know, I was prospecting, reaching out to other schools, reaching out to other companies within, um, that community and asking, you know, if they would need, promotional videos filmed for their business um, and majority yet said yes. So and when so, you, when you did this promote, like when you did this prospecting, was it a clear cut template that you just be like copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste, or was it, Hey, let me make this person one go time, like client to client and prospecting and really think about what's going to get them to open this email and respond to me. Or you're just bombarding your yeah, quality. Yeah. It was more so since I was dealing with schools, um mostly in businesses uh i was more personalized yeah um because i knew that if i were i was if i was able to get in with each school it's a long-term play because i knew they would need more videos in the future which they did yeah um and so i just made it more personalized because it would attract their attention mm -hmm. um easily first name and basis. then i i gotta ask this when when did you start you, yo, you were always charging money for these videos after survey. It was, I'm, I'm charging money or yes. was you, were you still doing, okay. So you were, so how did you justify your price when okay, you go into these things? This is a great question. This is amazing question. So and how we'll, I, I know we'll touch back on it later, but right now, how are you justifying your price? Right now? How am I just, no, no, not right now. I mean like when okay. you were doing the then, schools and just starting out. Yeah. So how that's interesting. And that's one of the challenges that a lot of like, you know, artists or creatives or whoever else hundred percent um, man at their price. And when I first was doing weddings or let me backtrack, I knew in my mind before I started my business that I wanted to be premium high quality, no matter what. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be low quality. I didn't want to be mid tier. I want to be high quality. And yeah. how I kind of set that up was looking at weddings because when I first started out, I was doing weddings. Um, and this was 
after I learned from those mistakes later on, you know, I started making my videos <laughs> better. Yeah. Um, and and I, comp- I looked at the quality of other weddings based on the tiers and the pricing because you just, you can just search on Google, you know, and just look on. Yeah, you're just doing your market research and see yeah. who your competitors were. Yeah, we're going. And I could see what the majority of weddings, I first started out, I didn't want to start out the bottom. I was like, all right, I can, comp- I can do well in like the mid tier to high quality. I, can, I want to start out there. So I'm closer. Yeah. And it was around the $1,500 range. Um, and even for weddings, that's still pretty low. But starting out, um, I knew that I can consistently get those weddings at that price. Okay. And from there, I kind of based that price on like promotional videos, on the pricing of promotional videos. I just put together how much work needs to be put in during that day and how much work needs to be put in on editing because editing is a majority of the work when it comes to making videos. Yeah. So that was the base price when I first started out some projects, you know, if it doesn't require that much, I would go a little bit low, but then I made sure to stick to 1500 as the base price. I wouldn't go low to that unless there's, yeah, you you just say like it was a, it had to be some sort of real reason, but go on. Right. Exactly. And so that was my price and every year I would raise it. So, uh, but then, you know, I would raise it, but for like, let's say the ones that started out with me, the clients that started with, no, yeah, earlier on, then yeah. I would give them, I would give them some, you know, incentive, uh, like incentive little, 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 like, you've been with me from the beginning. Let's yes. do a deal type of thing. Every, I think every exactly. successful guy definitely has that going on. Yes. And, and so, but every year I made it a point to raise my prices. By like no a percentage what. amount or a dollar amount? Um, like you started at 1500. So I started from 1500, then I went to 2000. Okay. So $500 increase and $500 increase. That's a 33% increase on your price. So majority is 2000. Now, Um, what are you at? So now majority is 2000 and then higher. So what I'm working on now is more so, um, instead of per project basis, sometimes there's, you know, clients asking just for one video yeah like a wedding yeah i've kind of strayed away from weddings now yeah i'm more focused on um work companies yeah companies that give you a reoccurring revenue stream yeah i'll maybe do a wedding um really got to be a case by case basis yeah yeah yeah, but it's rare i i I don't want to do i'm not saying i don't want to do weddings i'm just saying it takes a lot for you to do it yes i'm just saying I, I enjoy, because this is also another case, you know, doing what, um, doing the videos that you like to do and then doing videos that you still enjoy, but it's not like your main thing that you are passionate about in terms of making videos, you know, like yeah. I enjoy. It pays the making, bills. Right, exactly. But it still aligns with what I am passionate about. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of, you know, artists or creators or filmmakers, um, they get pulled in either direction because one, you know, you're still doing something that aligns with you. Maybe it's not what you're super uh, passionate about, but obviously it pays the bills, but you still get joy out of it. Don't get me wrong. You still get joy out of it. 
me personally, you know, after doing all those things, I think weddings was a great way for me. Um, and if I recommend this for all video videographers to get into because it really pushes you, puts you in the trenches. You got to think quick because things are changing. You have to learn how to uh, communicate with people because trust me, there's been um, weddings where the bride and groom are awesome. You know, the people that you're working with are awesome. And the other times on wedding day, just the it's pressure of wedding the what pressure of wedding day gets to people sometimes and you know it happens it happens but you have to always have that positive um mindset when you're communicating with them you can't get frustrated you always have to think about okay you know this doesn't work you know we have to move on to the next thing other you know <laughs> other groups within the that wedding day are pulling the bride and groom every which way. Obviously it's easy to get frustrated, mm -hmm. but you have to say, all right, you have to be precise on your decision because there's people asking you, what should I do here? What should I do here? Um, you just have to stick to the decision and go hundred percent with it. You know, whether it's the no, best decision or not. No, because, you, you got to react yeah. quick. No, you, exactly. you, you have to be proactive and also react just to depending on what's going on yeah and the evolution of the whole day i mean that, that's a full day of filming too it is right? it's a full day of filming and over time you know i was a, i was a one-man band for first year and then i brought in an assistant and then now um i have if if we're a wedding i would bring two assistants with me so i would have a team mm -hmm. and it's now it's on me to be the leader and communicate with my team communicate with the bride and groom and say, Hey, these are, the this is your role in terms of the shots that you're going to get. And these are the shots that you're going to get. All right. Yep. And over that time I built that team because, and this is on the, the topic of a team. Um, I built that team from making relationships from other yep. shoots. Okay. So I, on other shoots that I did in the past years, um, I just talked to these guys because they were also filmers on that shoot and they were along the same lines of what I was doing. They were um, running their own business. They were um, freelancers mm -hmm. and they were doing videography, but I well, like liked, you or like on a different level, like, okay. So like exactly kind yeah, of your around business. the same lines of what I was doing. Yeah. And I liked their quality. I liked working with them. And people ask, like, how did you build your team? How, how do you find these videos? Yeah, I'm very like, curious. Editors? It was really organic, honestly. Um, yeah. It was just putting myself out there. Yeah, but I, I got, when was the moment where you're like, oh, like, I need to hire somebody? Yeah, this is great. Um, so, first, I was a freelancer. You can say I'm a hybrid right now, freelancer yeah. for, some, for some projects. Yeah, we'll get other projects, definitely a team. Um, but how I built those was first, you know, I brought in friends of friends or uh -huh. friends of mine and say, Hey, can you hold this camera and, you know, help shoot videos for me? And just pro bono. Like I'll give you a beer. <laughs> okay. I'll take you out to lunch. <laughs> yeah. And then I paid them. Um, and then over time as my clientele, um, you know, 
got that upscale high, threshold, yeah, more upscale yeah. threshold. The videos I knew had to be professional. I can't cut corners on this. No. Um, you know, for other, pro- other projects that I was in, I met, um, you know, these filmmakers, uh, videographers, I saw their work. I enjoyed just talking to them and I just said, Hey, um, I have these projects. Can you help out? Um, being the second camera or whatever else, or, um, and they were like, yes. And I paid them what I made sure to do because I knew the, the, the quality of their work and I knew yes. I wanted to keep working with them and I valued their time. Um, I paid them what they asked for. You know, in the beginning we had negotiated a little bit based on the budget of the client, but then now I just pay them what their price is because I respect that. And, um, and I pay them quickly, you know, after the project and uh, immediately. Like you just have that thing. That's a good, that's a big thing in a lot of people's world is when do I get paid? Especially in a, I feel like a freelance artist world is sometimes like, Oh, it's been two weeks. You're like, I'm not getting paid. And what the heck, man. And because I have gone through certain situations where I would do the work and then, you know, have to wait for the payment. But um, I really appreciate it you know, if I'm paid, you know, within 24 hours or things like that. And I wanted to do the same thing for them and keep that relationship because I knew that when projects came, when I needed them most, um, hopefully I would be on the top of their list um, because they knew that we had that great relationship. 100%. So I wanted to treat them well. Um, but yeah, that, that's in terms of building that physical team with me. Um, also translated when I was building my team of editors. So editing is the bulk of a lot of video projects. Mm-hmm. So when I started building up my editing team, um, it was the same thing. Like I reached out like Upwork, for example, is a good platform to find freelancers and things like that, like quality freelancers. So mm-hmm. I went on Upwork and I had um, like a, a set video project that I had with me that I would just send to them just to see their style and how they would edit it. And I would pay them, you know, a certain fee just to, just to test run. And eventually I found the ones that worked well with me that communicated well. And when I have a certain project, I would send them a tutorial, like how I would edit it. Let's say if it's for an interview. Wait, like, so like, what do you mean by tutorial? Like you made a tutorial video of yes. Mike Zuniga. This is how I'm editing video for X yeah, market step, or for product. One. Or this is, this is my style of editing this. Wow. So you, you know? really invested time. You're really yes. thinking long-term. Like I want there to be no learning curve, no excuses. Exactly. I'm going to clearly communicate this. Well, that's remarkable. Because I tried to do it over email and it was hard to relay any information through email it had to be visual. And so I would just record my screen editing a project and say, Hey, um, this is how you edit it. Make this cut here, make this cut here, clean cut. All right. So when it comes to saying, let's say editing a interview, um, majority of the work is piecing the storyline together and just, just making those cuts from the raw footage, things like that. Yeah. Um, my expertise and what I like to do is just add the, the finishing touches, the, 
the, I, the mic's gonna get touch. <laughs> the the mic's gonna get touch. Sprinkles on the cake. This is this is my product. <laughs> this is so my product. I, like I um I gave a tutorial to the editors. Um, you know, obviously they were free to, you know, put their own um, artistic, um, you know, ideas when it comes to putting the storyline together or whatever else and piecing the the main bones, the structure of the video together. Uh-huh. And um, over time, they got better at it. And it just, it freed up my time in that sense. It freed up a little bit more time because I wasn't at that stage yet where I could send them the full video and have them edit it fully. Okay. But I just took it piece by piece. I was like, all right, if I can just send them over this part, it would free me more time to start prospecting other clients for more business. And then once they're finished with that, then I can add the extra pieces to it or have the final say, whatever else. And, and, you, and so you paid them on a per project basis or you paid them like, per project. Uh, okay. So, and it like, did, is this the same thing where they're asking for their price and you're like, here you go. Or is it like, no, I'm going to pay you 50 bucks for this and I'm bidding it out to two or three guys. Or do you always have a guy that was your top choice? And if he passed, you went to your second choice. Yeah. Usually it's, um, you know, I, I negotiate with them a little bit in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they say, Hey, my price is, is this, I respect it, you know, yeah. because they, at that point, they already have built their, um, portfolio, their value, I already see what they can do. Mm-hmm. So I respect that. Um, but, but yeah, in the beginning I negotiate, you have to, always. Yeah, you always, always got to negotiate. Always. Come on. Yeah, of course. That's, that's, How do you that's make business. money without getting deals? That's business, man. It's business, baby. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But so you kind of built this team, and like, do you have full time guys with you, or is it really just you're still reaching out to third party freelancer guys? Now I have a set team mm-hmm. where I don't really have to look for new editors or filmers. Are they underneath like your payroll? Like you're always feeding no. them projects? No, no. Okay, so they're, they're still operating. Okay. Yeah. So they're operating as independent contractors. Yeah. And then how do you like walk me through like a, probably like a bigger project like that you do not a real estate video necessarily, but maybe something for like a brand where you got two, three, five people running it down. Like how do you orchestrate all that? And are you always the point guy or are you guys like, Hey guys, like let's collaborate together and figure out how to do this thing. Okay. So yeah, I want to get into real estate too because real estate. Um, I, I like real estate. Yeah. When, when it comes we'll to get making there. videos and real estate. Yeah. Because that's how I kind of started. That was real estate was my first out of state like video project. Like I'm traveling. Like I got You're traveling. Travel. I got paid to travel to film real estate. So, Arizona. but you got like you got paid like your plane ticket and everything. Like, are you just like booked it and you paid for it in the bid and yes, whatever? That and was like, that was that was that was the first like actually paid for travel gig. Okay, well then I let's had. run. Let's run with this then. So you, sure, you paid sure. for so you paid for your first paid travel gig, which I feel like is huge for any artist. Is like no, I'm I, and I have. If I like, you go oh to my, my YouTube channel, yes, and if you go, <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm, is, uh, I'm getting paid to leave the state. This is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, this was like back in 2016, and this was like literally a year after I graduated, um, and it was through, um, uh, you know, you know Alex. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, it was through him, and because he had connections in Arizona, 
uh-huh. and um and so he was able to get some video shot for uh a luxury real, real estate property i yeah. remember this yeah. is this is a gorgeous property and yeah, <laughs> uh wasn't like 15 it was like it was it was a pretty big it was it was big actually what it was it was um um so his friend was Nate and he was the agent and a uh, cool guy. And he, and thank you to him that he uh, took a chance with me and was brought me out to film, you know, real estate videos for multiple, it was probably like four listings, um, which made sense, brought mm-hmm. me out, filmed. And uh, it was great. I, I the, the, the vlog behind the scenes is on my YouTube channel of that, but like my eyes were like wide open. I was like, wow, I'm going through these luxury homes filming and I'm out in Arizona and this is great. You took and it all in. You, you didn't took, just like I took run it through all it. In. You're just like, I saw the possibility. We're making it. You're like, yeah, we're making it. Like we can do this. Yes. So how and did you, and this is your first one. So did he work with you on the price or did he respect it? At that time I was still, getting started but yeah the quality was there so the price was lower but he paid for the plane ticket and that's all i needed because at this point i needed to build my portfolio and this okay. is the one thing yeah it was like it was like marketing money to you like yes. i'm gonna take a discount on my fee because i would have to spend on marketing or doing other stuff like this is going to be very valuable to my portfolio so let's try and figure something out Yes. And this is what I talk to a a lot of, um, you know, videographer, young videographers ask me questions like this and artists ask me questions. Um, You know, what, how should you set up your price? Um, Should you work for free and things like that? And what what I always tell them is um, what is more valuable to you at that moment? You know, if you're starting out, you have no portfolio to show and you know, you ask someone, Hey, um, I'm going to do a video for you. Can you pay me? Yeah. They have nothing to base their the, the value on yet. Yeah. So my whole point was my whole focus was to build that portfolio. So I built that portfolio with uh, the videos for the football team. So that yeah. was sports. I could do hot sports highlights. Yeah. I built a portfolio for weddings. I made them look better boom, there you go. I build a portfolio for promo videos for businesses. Uh-huh. And then I build a portfolio for real estate. Okay. So and that quick, way. Yeah. Yeah. Quick thing on the, on the portfolio building. Do you have every single video up on your website or have you taken off your older videos? Do you like to show the progression of like how you've improved in the quality now from where you started? Or is it just like, no, 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 screw the old, old stuff. Like I'm only keeping my primo stuff. Yeah, the the most up to date ones stay on okay. my website. Got it. Um, because it makes more sense. But on my YouTube channel, I keep a couple, you know, to look back on, still up there, of course. Um, Do you ever take the, videos off your YouTube? Um, rarely. Okay. Rarely, rarely. Yeah. I think I think the the Puget Sound ones from college are still up there. Good. I yeah, love those ones. Be, Great yeah, party ones. Anybody yeah. need a party? I, I look back at them example. every now and then just to remind myself. That's a whole experience, but go on, but with the real estate thing, uh, so now you have this real estate portfolio and you're trying to build this real estate portfolio and trying to build a portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. Um, started to shoot those, uh, videos and 
from then, um, I started to get more people asking me to do uh, videos for their listings um, from the Washington area because okay. thanks to Alex, um, he was a good contact because he had some, he was living up in Seattle at, still at that time. Um, and he got into contact with a couple of real estate agents and we were able to do some business there, gave him a cut, of course. And we went up there and shot those videos. I love it. my mind up even more. I was like, wow, this is, this is fantastic. I'm in this home looking at the Puget Sound on a sunny day filming a house. And I, I love this. It's great. So, so yeah, those opportunities really opened up my mind earlier on to kind of, you know, show that I'm on track of what I'm doing because there's times when I was running my business and I would ask myself, is this worth it? Am I, am I on the right track? Um, yeah. And, You're just like, can I really know? do this? Is like this, gonna, yeah. can I build a life out of this? Yeah. Everybody has those doubts. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I'm asking myself, is this normal? But I knew that entrepreneurs, they always have that. It's very up and down. It's very it's up, up and down. down. It's, it's like, it's really riding the momentum train and not letting yourself dive too fall when you fall off the tracks. Yes. And keep exactly. it ahead, ahead, he said. So yeah, I agree exactly. with that. So, um, but I just kept, it, it just little wins. That's all it is. It's just little wins. Consistent. Time. Consistency. Yeah. That's the key. And I just made sure, you know, no matter what um, problem or setback I, I went through, I made sure to keep looking at my goal, what my goal was at that moment, just to reach that goal and then reach the next goal and then reach the next goal. And that was my mindset uh, during that period of time when I was building. Okay. And I wasn't sure where I really wanted to go to at that time until I found that, all right, I like working with businesses. I like shooting mostly commercials, advertisements. That's what kind of led to over time from what I was filming to now. I enjoy filming ad campaign, videos for ad campaigns, videos for advertisements, videos for businesses and for real estate. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess now we, I can segue into where I'm at now. Um, you know, over, over the past couple of years, I've always liked working with marketers and I have been able to work with marketers for the past couple of years, shooting their ads, shooting their videos, um, things like that. And I like digital, like digital marketing digital campaigns. Marketers. Yeah. Digital so like marketing. where they come in and they're saying like, Hey, we're going to run Facebook ads for you. We'll help you create the content and give you a full service digital marketing company. Yeah. And so you, that, and you liked where, and they'd hire you as a independent contractor to do their videos. And they charge you like, yeah. Hey Mike, you got two grand, five grand, 10 grand or whatever to do this project. We need these different things, these different types of edits uh, to showcase on these various platforms, that type of deal. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So some I would be paid on a retainer on a monthly retainer. And, and how did those people find you? network man like um from like going to conventions like going to trade shows cold calling like no. social media messaging like um, what do you mean by that it all stemmed from the base that i built through uh when i went back to survey earlier on um, really yeah wow yeah, it, it all stemmed from that um just from friends of friends friends that work with other business people and, and they're like um, you got to check this guy out like you got to yeah, check out they, what he does they would show the videos i made and 
I um, built a relationship with them. I showed them what I could do. Same thing how I treated the relationship with my mentor. Um, and these uh, digital marketers that I have um, worked with, um, some, some of them have become like a great mentor for me. And so as I was doing those videos, I got into the mindset. Um, I think this was about, this was like two years ago in 2018 when I started working with these digital marketers. And I would just, you know, learn little by little because digital marketing is so, it's such like a, I wouldn't say underground thing, but not a lot of people know about digital marketing even to this day, which is really interesting. Really? Yeah. And like if you're out, if you're in the space, I feel like you're like, Oh my gosh, if there's so the many space, of us. You know. <laughs> yeah. But um, for those that are not in it, you know, you'd be surprised. Like a lot of businesses still use like just pamphlets, brochures, things like that. Old school type stuff. Um, but don't know the like, game, but everything, you know, is shifting digitally. And we can see that with this whole situation that we were in with COVID and everything like that. And so I've been working with them, learning from them. And I decided, all right, I need to make a shift. Um, not a big shift, but just like a little shift with the business um, by adding video mark or by adding the marketing aspect behind my videos. And, you know, while I can create video content for, you know, businesses right now here and there um, per project basis, I really want to create something that's consistent um, on a monthly basis, right? So that's why I wanted to add the marketing aspect behind the videos um, because what I would do in the past is create videos for clients. Some clients knew what to do with them, but a good amount of clients would just put the video on their website. They would, you know, they wouldn't uh, incorporate in any email marketing exactly, campaigns, social nothing. media, blast it everywhere. And then right. that was it. There's nothing backing those videos. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think a lot of businesses get frustrated. They would, they would ask for a video to get done. They don't see any leads coming in. They don't see any sales coming in um, because of that video, because it's not, there's, there's not no solid stra strategy behind that video when it comes to marketing. No, so, I think you have to yeah. really understand what you're going to do with the video before you create it. It is like, I mean, for some of our businesses, like I, I got an intro video with a girl I paid and then I got like my dog as a puppy hold it. She was holding the video and she says like, hi, I'm with Silver State Private Capital and we want to buy your house. And like I hired it all out because I wanted the nice attractive women to, for people like on soft eyes and I wanted the dog for their cute and cuddliness in one of our houses that we bought and flipped in our kitchen. And so, but then you drip that out, you keep it on the front page, you, you do retargeting with it. Um, and I knew that going into it. Like, what was I going to do that video for? I think a lot of other people, and I really want you to test on this now that you're making this shift from just being a videographer into the digital marketing space and that combination being a full service marketing company, which I think is a tremendous idea uh, with the vertical integration synergy and everything else is when a client comes to you, because I used to struggle with this is like, okay, we're going to make this video, but then we're also going to have to spend $5,000 on advertising a month. And they're kind of like, what do you mean? Like, I just paid you five to 10 grand to do this video or a grand to do this video. Like, 
what do you mean I have to run ads on top of paying you a consulting fee on a per monthly basis? And do you basically, when you work with these people now and you're trying to build this business, like, Hey, this is the expectation. If you can't commit five grand a month to this or two grand a month to this, like I can't work with you. I'm not going to waste my time. Or are you like, all right, let's see what happens. Like, can you kind of, I'd love your perspective on that. Yeah. Because I think the one thing is how do you justify that price Yeah, when it comes to that? Because majority comes down to ad spend and, um, and then some of it is management of the campaign um, and also setting up the campaign too, you know? So that all comes down to how you communicate that to the client and you have to shift their mindset from the video is going to, you know, make you the leads. And instead of, instead of that, shifting it over to how the marketing process will get, you know, a prospect that maybe doesn't know anything about you to them buying your product, you know? So, so that was the one thing I kind of had to work on earlier. But once I did, I was able to close clients. Um, Do you have case studies? Do you have case studies on your website? Like, you know, have your portfolio of videos? Do you have like case studies of I've worked with brand X and I took them from this many in sales to this via that? So I'm just getting started with this. So Mm -hmm. I have my first few clients right now. Nice. Congratulations. We're just starting the campaign right now. We shot the videos, actually shot uh, one of the videos today. Congratulations. Um, Well, Thank you. Good. And um, I already have the, um, the funnel set. I just have to finish the videos and put them in. But um, other than that, yeah, it was a, it was a learning experience because the past, for the past year, it was just teaching myself marketing on top of what I was already learning with the digital marketers that I was working with um, and how to specifically integrate that with video. Because you can run ads with photos and things like that, but I knew my strong suit is video. Mm-hmm. And especially with, you know, placing video on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, it's powerful. Um, I, I don't know Jeez. what the statistic is, but majority of people watch videos. No, it's, um, it's way better. Videos trend way higher with Facebook ad campaigns um, than, stand, than stationary photos, especially stock photos. Like even if you just made a stock video edit, it's going to be trend and be watched way <laughs> further than just some stinking video. It's going to get more yeah. clicks, more eyes, and because it, it's interactive almost. Uh, to it a certain is. extent it is so i had to teach myself how to write copy um you know how to set up funnels how to do automation campaign for the campaign uh, for the email um and things like that and then lastly how to prospect for these clients and how to do a sales call with them so i went through maybe like five sales calls so far um or not like five. like what do you mean like they're like through their sales process or like no, you're trying to, get to close them them? as a client for me. yeah okay yeah and so i probably went through eight sales calls so far five just flopped um but it was great because i was so out of my comfort zone doing those sales calls because you know i was for the past couple of years i was so used to the clients coming to me Instead of, of going to them and showing Instead your value. Instead of going to them. Um, 
but I went to, what I did was I just started out with, instead of going straight cold, I went and um, reached back to clients that I worked with before, but are not okay. working with right now. Yeah. So it's a decent, it's a warm lead, not hot. Yeah. But it's, it's still it's warm. warm. It's still warm. Um, and that's what helped me to get the clients I'm working with now. Yeah. Because they already know me. They know the, how, how, you know, how I work with them and they know the quality of my videos. I'm just providing them another value add. Yeah. You know? So with the marketing aspect, just me um, communicating that with them and how that can really um, improve their business, especially now that some businesses are hurting. This is a great time to start reaching back to businesses right now. hundred percent. Great time. Dude, I, I, I mean, a lot of tremendous companies are built in recessions. I mean, Uber, Facebook, Airbnb, a lot of these places when even you, even you, you're going to see this transformational shift. Coronavirus has caused you to shift your business model. And I think long term, this is only going to be tremendous for you. And, and there's a huge potential upside to you. And, and just building a media company, not just a videographing or a videographic and photography company. Um, but where do you, I guess, what do you think like on a conversion basis, like you're just reaching back out to these guys on a warm lead basis, but where are you trying to go with it? I suppose. Like, are you so, trying to like, are you, are you eventually going to start running ads for yeah. it? Okay. You're going to start oh, running ads and create your info. So what yeah. I'm going to do is first, I'm going to reach back um, just organically. Uh, no paid ads yet until okay. I have, um, because the hardest part when that, when that I dealt with, when I was, um, you know, speaking to these past clients was, not having um what's the word uh like the data to show for ad campaign oh dude that's right. huge right no no right. yeah right that's a big thing but i knew that i could do it because i've helped some of these digital marketers before i've sat with them apprenticed with them and i saw how they were able to do theirs and i knew i was able to do it it's just i couldn't show it because i didn't have one under my belt yet luckily i was able to get a few and now my whole goal is to make sure to do those right, make sure you know um, they're successful. And then once I have that data to show, I'll start running paid ads for it. But right now it's starting to, I'm just- So is this, um, so you're, are you operating in, in a reduced rate right now? Like how you were with the real estate kind of video when you first went out to Arizona? Are you like, hey, like you're still showcasing your value, but you're like, Hey, you're like one of my original clients. I'm building up my case studies. You're going to help me build up my case study, my portfolio for this full synergized product type. I'll yes. give you kind of some leeway. But then exactly. once you have like two or three or five or whatever that number is to you, you're going to be like, no, this is my price. And it's, it's and for yes. this, it's very mm -hmm. case by case basis. I totally understand. Yes, because these were past clients. So they worked with me before. There so you I go. Some, it goes I back them, to that. Gave, yes. So I gave them some incentive to help me out with this. And obviously I'm going to help them out um, to obviously better their business with ad campaign. Um, so that was the whole goal there. And the right now, just to, um, I want to say like save money, but it is also saving money, but being smart with it, reaching back to the warm leads that I already have from previous clients, Easy, work them. Yeah. yeah, why not work them um, and, and see if I can get businesses with them. Um, but the thing is I already made enough videos 
from previous businesses in the area yeah that i place and what i did was i actually um <clears throat> i sent them out personalized videos so i just recorded myself hey so and so um hope all is well and you can see i'm in my office right now i just want to share with you a couple things blah blah yeah. blah, 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 blah. I, I emailed that to every single person what do you and use like via things. youtube link or via like a bomb bomb type of software or do you just like, like make a, a video on your fin, phone and link it? Maybe like through like Wistia or something. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, sent that link through email and I could see who watched and who didn't for the ones that opened it. That's key, dude. That's super. I, I and you just emailed them again. You just get on them. You're like, you so open this was, five was, times, yeah. I'm on you like white on rice. Like, exactly, let's go. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of like a... a <laughs> self-automated <laughs> um, follow-up follow um, in a way but um but yeah it, but it it's okay so i want to make this clear self-automated follow-up has its pros and cons scalability sucks yes. but in regards to what we talked about quality over quantity and you trending to your or pursuing your upscale kind of clientele being personable goes the furthest and it takes a lot of time, but your conversion rate, I guarantee you, will always be higher than outsourcing unless you have a rock star sales and closing team. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, when Mike Zuniga of Mike Zuniga Films is speaking to me or Mike Zuniga Media, however you're going to evolve this company, is speaking to me and trying to close me like, wow, he really values me as a client. And you'll, that will kind of separate as you grow, obviously. Um, but I just think that the way you convert is huge and the way you track and follow up is huge and i'm dealing with the same things right now in my follow-up system and trying to put in systems to scale and i have a very um just an uncomfortable feeling where i'm like you can't do what i do like no like you aren't good with people like i like when i before i ever go into a sale just something like, like you me. speaking to yourself yeah no like not like speaking to myself but like i'm speaking to a potential like motivated seller through our house flipping business or oh. somebody else like that um or motivated buyer and before I ever go in for a contract sign, I learned this in through like my various mentors, classes, whatever. Before I ever go in for something, I have to make them laugh or I make them cry. And like with the ones that I've noticed, my highest conversions are the ones where I make them cry. I don't like belittle <laughs> them. I don't belittle them. I, I want to make this very what clear. Do you do? I don't what do you do to them? Oh, dude, I share like very heart sincering stories. Oh my and God. like, I'm just like, I'm very emotional and passionate. I'm vulnerable. Vuln yeah, vulnerability yeah. is one of the most underrated human characteristics out there. People forget with social media, digital marketing, everything, because we're behind these screens is uh, we're all still human guys. Like yeah. you'll watch a rom-com or some sad puppy dog video commercial telling you to adopt a dog and they'll feel for you. So how do I feel for that person? How do I build that intimate connection for them to then trust me more and believe in me? Because you aren't selling your media company you aren't selling your videographer skills in my opinion at least you aren't selling your videographer skills or your marketing stuff you're selling mike zuniga you're selling you and saying like trust me to do this job properly into my highest capabilities um and i think the way you're going about it with what it seems like based on you doing copywriting the videos the the managing the marketing and the setup of the marketing campaigns it's a concierge service mm -hmm. and i think that's just what for me like i because I know a little bit about this world, I pick each individual 
kind of subcontract. Like I got a Facebook guy, I got an Instagram guy, I got a, I got a PPC guy, an SEO guy, and I got like a, my own website backend funnel systems guy that I just, I pay him, but like, that's how I do it. And then eventually like I'll kind of do my own thing. But is this evolution for you? You'll scale up, but is it to turn it into a media company? You know, that's, that's interesting. Um, I just been thinking about that. Um, it's to turn it for right now. The goal is into a, a video marketing company. Okay. A full video marketing company. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's why, that's why right now my goal is to build the clientele. Um, mm-hmm. You know, first to get the five that I can work with exclusively and then to 10. Once I hit 10, then I'll start creating products that I can sell digitally um, because I want to make sure that I get these done right and I have consistent um, income every month. Yeah. Because when it comes to videography, video production, you know, it's, it's very like up and down. Being a, being a real estate agent, you know, you, oh, yeah. you, yeah, you, you have a big chunk of money that you get, um, you know, from a project. Commission. Maybe, yeah. Commission. Yeah. You can get then, on a hot streak for like 10 deals straight. And then like yes. the next three months you're just dry. Right. Exactly. So that's why I needed to get, um, consistent monthly revenue every single month. Um, and this way it makes sense to get that, um, for the clients through digital marketing. Yeah. So, are you, tr- are you trying to, is it a case by case model? that you're charging these people or do you have an itemized list? Like for me to build you a website, it's X for me to copyright the website. It's X for videographer. It's X like a, basically like an a la carte uh, setup. Or are you just like, you go in every single time, like, Hey, this is the package I'm willing to kind of give to you. I guess package. package. Yeah, you're package. so case yeah. by case basis. Yeah. And so I kind of dial it down to um, the types of businesses that I'm going to be working with, but it's, I set it up to where it's like, I can take this and it's going to be easy to implement for this next business. Okay. So I, I made it that way. So it was easier for them, easier for me. Um, they're not like nitpicking on certain things. You know, you don't want to really make it complicated for the client to understand. You just want to make it easy for them to see like how everything's going to flow. You don't have to take them through all like the back end, like, no detail type stuff because it's just going to be going over their head no unless like you really want to know about it like i know about it on a surface level so i'm not getting screwed over but like i'm not going to try to understand the algorithms and the, the full oh, yeah. strength of keywords and everything i'm like no that's why i pay you <laughs> like no like i don't want to do right, that right but do you think you're going to have because right now you're you're the your assistants or the people you collaborate with you're operating on a independent contractor basis um do you think you're going to have to actually hire employees and pay them a salary with maybe some rewards and bonuses? You know, with a salary, with salary, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, um, definitely a full-time um, contract, um, someone that I contract out full-time uh, eventually, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Once I, once I start building up this clientele, um, I know for sure, maybe something with ads, like an ad manager, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. but we'll see when I get there. Um, yeah, you're going to partner yeah. with different companies initially, like, right. Hey, like 
this is my package. I'll handle everything. But, and you're going to make these relationship partners, like with these marketing companies that you've done, be doing videographer stuff with. And you're yeah. like, Hey, like, I'm going to handle all of it. I'm your face. I'm your main line of communication. But on the back end, you're going to be doing like, Hey, like Billy over at Google ads, like you, you got this, like Joey over at Facebook, you got this, mm-hmm. like, Hey, Tommy or, or Susie, you got the fucking videos and stuff like right. that. Um, yeah. But until then, like, I, I do agree with you building up the client base and having that solid reoccurring revenue and building up those people um, will definitely dictate how you progress. And it's going to be this fine line of, mm-hmm. hey, I'm about to have a mental breakdown because I don't sleep and I have all this <laughs> stuff going on to like, I'm not that busy and I can totally do this all day long. And then like right. when you're like on the verge of breaking, you're like, okay, I got to hire somebody out yes, and, and yes. then do full time. Right. And, right. and you're going to make a little less that. money. You make a little less money in the short term, but in the long term, you're going to have time, which to me is real wealth is just having the freedom oh, to do what 100%, you want 100%. and um, just the scalability in the whole matter and just yeah. training people. The thing and, that and I I'll, know, and I'll yeah. tell you what too, yeah, tell me. <clears throat> when it comes, when it comes to that, cause um, back, back to real estate yeah, um, and how COVID kind of helped shift uh, that. So I like before COVID happened, I would do, uh, you know, residential here and there, here in Southern California, but I will also do commercial for commercial buildings. So highly underserved market, highly underserved, but that's why I, I looked at that. And so once COVID hit, I was like, okay, I need to still make revenue during this time. I think this might be the best time to, to, um, find a niche to go deep into without interacting with too many people. So this was like, I don't know, sure. when, when, did it, when did it really like? March. March, yeah, this was around March. March, yeah. And so I reached out to um, like uh, the teams for the commercial buildings um, and I reached out to them and said, hey, do you need videos for your commercial buildings? Um, and these were out in like Ontario, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, you're in industrial heaven. Like, I yes. want to make this clear. Like I, cause I work in the commercial real estate space and inland, the inland, inland empire. empire of California is one of the hottest industrial markets um, in, in the world country. Yeah, so what I did was I went on like LoopNet, you know, LoopNet. Yep. Commercial yeah. real estate marketing, <laughs> marketing platform. And I just messaged every single real estate agent I could find that had their, um, buildings for sale or leased in the Inland Empire area. But um, you didn't, but you didn't, this was more of, whereas like when you first started out with the schools, you did a tailored like quality thing, but this time you're like, I'm just going to bombard you. Like, yeah. Because at this time, like this is when people were like kind of panicking, like, all right, what are we going to do? Businesses are shutting down. How are we going to make money? And I was like, all right, I'm not just going to sit there. I'm, you know, no. just twiddling my thumbs. That's not the mic. Um, way. I was like, there has to be a way that I can keep my revenue consistent for this month and the next month. Um, and so without dealing with people um, too much and it's real estate. So all day I, long. Re- I reached out to these, um, to the Brokers. industrial, yeah. yeah, industrial uh, real estate teams that were selling, got one under my belt, film that. And what I also thought about too, was because they were doing like the 3d tours uh-huh. um, too, which was a big thing. Huge. But 
but uh, I have a, I had like a 360 camera that I have with me. And I was like, why don't I just add that in? That way I can- 100%, just, I, you're already can, out there. Yeah, I was like, this is because before my price was already, you know, um, set for just video itself, right? But in these types of situ- situations when like there's a crisis and things like that, you got to adapt. You, you, have, you have to, you can still keep your same price. You yeah. can just add um, some value, add a certain feature to what you already have. It's not going to be like a, a big deal. You can still get the same amount of money. No, it's, it's literally right. a cherry on top of a Sunday. Exactly. And so um, I forgot who said this, but they did the same thing during recession uh, back in 2008. Um, you keep the same price, just add a little bit more. Mm-hmm. to justify it and so I'll, like, right, I'll just add a 3d tour to the video i already have um pretty simple and that's what i did and so i was able to keep the same price all right this is the price for every single buildings and there is as i drove through there there were tons of buildings uh like you know a hundred thousand plus square feet so i did that and um and yeah i just I, I probably got the most business I had uh, from the previous couple months just by doing that process. Let's and go. I, eventually, I eventually hired out um, an editor because, Good. because I, like you said, reached that point where it's like, you're going crazy, you know, you have an edit to do and then you're going to be doing another one tomorrow. Um, and you're driving out there every day. Cause where are you based? I'm, at? Driving, I'm driving out. Oh, OC. Okay, so I mean, you're driving like a couple hours a day, or what? To two at least the site, like two hours, hour hour, to two hours. Okay, not bad. Not bad. An hour, forty-five minutes to an hour, so it's not that bad. It's not bad at all. Um, But at that point, I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna shoot a tutorial video. This is how it's going to be set for these types of buildings. Um, Put your artistic spin, but follow this guideline." So I found an editor. Um, and he does a great job. And now when I'm out filming one, he's editing one. So that way it saves me time. So when I come back, I just send all the files to him. Then I'm able to do some work on my own instead of editing. I'm able to do something that pushes the business forward instead of being stuck. So it's, it's working, um, on the business instead of in the business. So, you know, there's, there's times when I have to work in the business, for example, editing projects because um, I feel more comfortable doing that. But there's a lot of things that you can work on that's on the business that pushes the business forward. So in the business stuff, you can delegate on the business. You know, you're you can push it forward. Obviously, you can delegate other stuff for on the business, but you get what I mean. No, I do get what you mean. It's a constant yeah. battle. I think every single business owner or entrepreneur goes through because they're so, I think anybody that wants to start a business is inherently has this micromanaged trait because they have their own vision for what they're trying to accomplish and they don't necessarily trust people in the beginning, but I think what's yeah. going to lead to your success and what's really going to help you scale and what really people should listen to is these tutorial videos you do is all right, it's gonna take a little bit of an investment of my time to showcase it. But if I do it right, this is super replicable that you can take 
to all your employees and even implement into the interview process. It's like, follow this video, maybe like you, what you did on your Seahawks internship. It's like, here you go. Watch this tutorial video. It's five minutes, 10 minutes long or however long it is. And here's this footage and here you go. Go. Show yeah. me, show me if you can I do this. I highly recommend that. Yeah. Yes. And I was watching this, uh, um, I guess she was like an owner of like a coffee shop, but she owns like different coffee shops. I, I, I like to watch like business owners on YouTube. And, Dude, it's great. And, and their vlogs. It's awesome. Yeah, it's and, better. It's, it's more productive Netflix for sure. Yeah. Hundred percent. You learn something, um, right. and she uh, she was saying she used to um, go there every night, have to train newbies on how to do stuff, and she was like, "Why don't I just record myself or record uh, myself in the kitchen or in the in the cafe, showing how to do specific things? That way, it's evergreen. You just they just say Forever. click the link, watch the video." They're good. Dude, it's it's huge. And a lot of people are like, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And they never touch it. They never even pursue it. And then in reality, they're still frantically screaming around like, oh, God, I can't do this. Like, oh, I need to do it. And it's, I mean, every single person I feel like has at least like an hour to two hours a week to do a content creation or or, or do a tutorial video that's going to save them 10, 20 fold on the back end, uh, mm -hmm. because it's, it's replicable. I mean, for certain jobs, especially a cafe, I mean, these people are working minimum wage and tips, you know, and, and it's a replicable job. And it's like, Hey, you can do this over and over again. It's not an art necessarily. It's a very replicable mm -hmm. task. And so, I mean, we definitely experienced that in kind of our world as well, but, um, dude, I love it. I mean, you're, you're, you evolve, you adapt. Like I said uh, earlier on, you got this guerrilla marketing as just kind of feel about you. You always have. And um, it's cool to <laughs> see you. how your, your content and creation has evolved and how not only that has evolved, but how your company is evolving. And it's super fascinating. I think you add a lot of value to people like myself, who's trying to figure that out in his own world and, and other people trying to get into this world because you are so transparent. I love on Instagram how you do these videos where you show the behind the scenes and like how it looks at the same time. So like, Hey, here's me walking with my gimbal. This is the settings I'm using. These are the angles I'm doing. And this is how it actually looks. I love those videos. Can't get really? enough. Oh, that, that's good to know, man. Because yeah, you know, when it, when it comes to like social media, like Instagram and things like that, um, I, you know, when you post certain things, you can see that there's a lot of traction because like, for example, I notice that when I post photos or videos of gear, like camera gear, mm -hmm. it gets more, um, it gets more attention technically than if I were to post those like informative videos. Yeah. I really like do doing that because what do you learn from a piece of gear? Because uh -huh. when it comes to, you know, when you learn something. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to making videos, it's not always about the gear. And a lot of, you know, people get that mixed up because I think I have to get the most expensive piece. Of but that's equipment. because those camera companies market it. That's why they want oh, yeah, yeah. to buy, buy the most expensive thing. You'll make you're you gonna, a great you're videographer. Gonna <laughs> you're going to be Steven Spielberg. If you get yes. this $10,000 camera <laughs> and you're exactly. like, what do I do with this thing? Exactly. Like, what? And you know what? That's, that's what, um, just a side note. That's what I, uh, did too. Like those, the, you know, like the red camera, pretty expensive. Yeah. I rented it out for a shoot and um, just to 
you know, get a feel for it, but also use it because it's a high-end shoot. It was great and all. I liked it, but did it fit with what my majority of projects were? No. Would I spend amount, that amount of money, 20 grand, 50 grand for that camera, just for that camera, no other accessories, nothing else. Would I spend that much for the videos I'm making? No. No way. Or would I spend maybe two grand for a, high, for a good professional camera that still shoots great quality video, but I'm mobile with it. I'm able to use it better. I'm able to invest in other equipment to make my videos better in addition to the camera. Yes. So yeah. that's what people get kind of get mixed. No, up it's the full picture. You know, it's the full yeah. picture, man. And it, it, like I said, you can, I mean, you shot some videos where you shot them on your iPhone and I almost looks just as good as a DSLR or whatever. <laughs> You're kind of just like, what Thanks. the heck? Dude, it's, it's, it's really unbelievable. And please like take his course. Um, um, I'll put a link in the description for it, but, but uh, Zuni, oh, before, before, yeah. before that course, um, I'm, switching it over so i'm adding new stuff so yeah um, nice. just so they don't get used in the future i'll send you the updated link all right i love it and yeah. um no dude i really appreciate it but my last question to everybody is is how, how do you define success like what yeah. does success mean to you success um you know this is funny because i'm always usually the host for my podcast and yeah. asking people questions and now I'm Don't put think on the spot. Yeah, look, look at you, man. This is great. Yeah. Um, success. Uh, I believe that success is doing something that you enjoy. Um, doing something that, um, like, you, like in the end, you know that will make you fulfilled. Even during the journey, you know that there's going to be ups and downs and you may feel, you know, down maybe 75% of the time, but keeping that main goal in mind, that dream in mind and achieving it. I don't know. For me, that success, fulfilling, being fulfilled. Um, and along the way, helping others. I think that's success, not keeping it all to yourself, but I would say even more so helping others along the way, what you can contribute, to all those here on earth because you know we're, we're all going to be we're, we're all here for a limited amount of time why not provide as much value to those around you that need the help to me that's successful that's more success yeah like staying staying in line with what your dream is what you want to accomplish but helping as much as as many people as you can along the way and seeing how many lives you've uh, improved. I don't know. That that's success for me. Doesn't have any money involved. No, I, mean, I love nice. it. It's nice, but along it's, the way, it doesn't nice mean too. anything. It's it's cool it to be comfortable. Anything. Doesn't mean anything. Right. I I I believe that money is energy. It's it's not an end goal. It's it's the means of which to provide you that freedom in life to not only give you the life that you want, but also help improve the lives of others. So. Dude, I, I, I got to end there. I got to end there. But, <laughs> but, but Zuni, before, before uh, we get off, how do people find you? Oh um, yeah. So Mike Zuniga films, as you can see right here um, yeah. in the video, but if you're on audio, um, you'll be able to 
you'll, you'll link the, yeah, I'll link the, your Instagram. I'll link your website and everything yeah. else. Instagram, YouTube, um, mostly on those two platforms and my website as well. Awesome, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it, man. You, you were a stud and, and I, I just can't thank you enough. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Cool, man.